One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Go on, give us some close-up Apple on the microphone. Mm. (laughs) 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 Hello, Egg Chasers. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. Back in the rugby dungeon. We did give you an episode on Monday morning, but this is belatedly the... um, the episode with, with, with the full compliment, which is going to be going out on a Friday or a Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night. One day of relevance? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but maybe we'll keep it more general. <laughs> um, anyway, we'll get into the reasons why, but firstly, thank you very much for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, we are the only podcast there for you 52 weeks of the year, every Monday morning and some Fridays too. Uh, so con- uh, you can support us patreon.com slash egg chasers where there is extra content sometimes spicy and uh, <laughs> you can get in touch with us contact headchasers at gmail.com um, do you remember when there was a period where I don't know if it was our microphone setup, but uh, we just got a bit of close up hardcore apple action but mm. do, you, do you remember when there used to be some hardcore heavy breathing <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> my nasals remember it well <laughs> um, you alright guys? And I am now. Yeah. Save me some time. Uh, no. Now, it's important to point out, you did the podcast even when you impaled yourself on a tree yeah. after a freak... I demanded that we do it. ...wedding zip wire accident. You did it from your hosp- hosp- hospital bed. However, you were not happy to do the podcast on the Monday just gone. And we've podcasted from rooftops in New York, very drunk. Yep. Podcasting. That's a great episode. If all kind of terrible it, and great. Yeah. <laughs> I think we binned it. Um, we've done it after Malaga. We've done it after Madrid twice. I couldn't do it. Like the levels, the levels of awfulness that I felt on <laughs> Monday. I mean, even now, even now, I get in my car to go to CrossFit, and I can't put on my playlist. Because it reminds me too much of the weekend. I don't have the dopamine stores like <laughs> recharged it. I'm still a little bit down from this whole weekend. Well, JB, look, I, I don't. I still don't know how to use that function where you show a photograph on WhatsApp and it, you can only look at it once. Thank God I know. <laughs> JB knows <laughs> and used it very wisely. Did I, did I send you the story? No, 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 just the image. Just the image. What was the image? I don't. mean, you, you can share what the image is if you want. <laughs> no. Not, oh, 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 the crab. The crab. The crab on the testicles. Uh, no, no, not that was oh, the right. image I got. <laughs> well, uh, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> 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 
Was this a stag do hazing or? Yes, they found a crab. They found a massive crab and they attached it to someone's testicles. <laughs> 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 but a good weekend in Bahalona. Oh my god, what a city. What a city. I love that place so much. Um, downsides to it incredibly violent police, like incredibly violent police and security. So don't. Violent you to you? Not to or me. Or your group? Not to me, but we almost had a horrible encounter. So we were walking down La Rambla, and one of the boys was walking on the road. It's our first night, no one's had a drink yet. Like, mm. literally, no one's had a drink. And we're walking down the road, and it wasn't my decision. It was not my decision. Uh, and I also had a backup plan for this. But they decided to wear Stag Do t shirts. I'm like, jeez, no, uh, I can't do that. I'm nearly 40. So I had a spare black t shirt in my in, in, in my shorts so the police see these t-shirts the thing this big wagon sort of pulls up alongside us slides over open the doors and he just starts shouting f you f you way from england yeah f you and it was like he was trying to pro- police officer police officer and it's like he was pr- trying to wow. pro- provoke us into reaction so i took a step back took off my stag do t-shirt put on my black t-shirt and was not seen again for the rest of the evening nice so I was like, i'm not playing this game no way and my my instincts were correct because later on that evening we went down to port olympic and we saw somebody get absolutely filled in by by, by security i saw the same thing again uh, just outside the a and e i think both in on both occasions both lads were english and i'm look i'm sure they have a lot to deal with there I'm sure they mm. have a lot to deal with. So it's not one-way traffic. I'm not saying they're all terrible people. But there again, if you behave like that, you might be a terrible p- person. And the other thing to be aware of is, everyone knows this, but the pickpockets, somebody on the first night had a watch ripped off their wrist, mm. a phone the, stolen. The and pickpockets just... are... I've, I've never encountered it in Barcelona. I've been quite a few times. Once. But, but I would have paid that 700 euros gladly again to have, to have that same night. Mm. The... So despite all that, it's still incredible. Mm. I have just to tacitly relate it to rugby. You just mentioned pickpockets, and that is the one thing I am really nervous about already. I'm so excited about France, but the first weekend is in Marseille. Ooh. And now, I'm going to have sound rec- equipment, recording equipment. Yeah. I know, Marseille I just... in the summer, I'm sure, will be better than when we went in yeah, late November. It couldn't be worse. But, than that. It, but you can wander off accidentally into some really not very nice. Just places. think about yeah. it like like this: it's nicer to lose equipment with a tan. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that, that does that just does remind me. I just want to put a word out: um, contactdetachers at gmail dot com. If you are going to be in France for the Rugby World Cup, uh, please get in touch. I'm, I'm basically there. You're there for the whole thing. Aren't I'm there you? for the whole thing. I can't announce what. Uh, until it's actually signed off, sealed and delivered. But I I believe, and I'm confident enough to say this at this point, I've been gifted a vehicle for the duration. Oh, amazing. amazing. Well done. Um, so that means I'm, I'm remote. But basically, first weekend, Marseille. Second weekend, Nice. Uh, then up to Lyon, Paris, Lille. Back to Lyon, Paris, Marseille, Paris again. So basically, if you're in France and... Yeah, I've kind of. I, I'm, and there's going to be no shortage of people. Like that first weekend, for example, there's going to be South Africa, Scotland, England, Argentina in Marseille. Amazing. It's going to be exciting stuff. So, um, but but get in touch if you're there. Then it'd be cool to know what's going on, where you are, and uh, where we might watch the other games while we're in Marseille. Um, and likewise, I think the vehicle will be sufficient 
that if you wanted to, you should hold, hold no down in- for weekends. You know, I have no interest in watching any rugby, including the World Cup. But I might do. I, I, I'll, I mean, oh, I should do, really. Nice. Yeah. Aix-en-Provence? That's where I thought I might stay when I'm in Marseille. Well, stay maybe. in Aix-en-Provence. I mean, maybe. Um, anyway, enough about our trivial pursuits. Yeah, yeah, Let's find yeah, out about a, ser- exactly. a serious well, pursuit. Got, exactly, a serious pursuit. So mm. We've already heard a, a tale of, of uh, a form of stamina from JB. <laughs> Let's hear about another. Well, so I did the 100 Walk 100 for spinal muscular atrophy, and it is... I mentioned it briefly on the pod a couple of weeks ago. It's an amazing, amazing charity for, uh, well, specifically two incredible boys, Rupert and Oscar, and their families, um, but to raise money for so other people can benefit from the treatment and there can be increased awareness and increased screening, quite importantly. Why can't this treatment be obtained anyway? Um, so there's different types of treatment. Okay. Um it was only a few years ago that it first started getting um, uh, mandated on the NHS, or first became available on the NHS. But there's, I think there's two types of treatment, one which is available on the NHS and one which is not available on the NHS. But part of this is the earlier it is identified, the earlier you can start the treatment, and currently it's not part of the mandated screening for newborns on the NHS. So there's there's that awareness side, the screening side, and the treatment side. Um, so it, it really is a, a huge thing because it's a SMA. Um, I think it's type one SMA, which both Rupert and Oscar have, is a particularly brutal disease um, to the point where, without the treatment that they have both had, um, their life expectancy would be about two years. Like really? it's, it is, it is that wow. significant and serious. Um, but the earlier you get the treatment, the earlier you start the treatment, the better your potential long-term outcomes are. Um, so that was the event. It was put on by all of our um, friend George Mosey, his amazing wife, and to uh, another couple, Josh and Tara, um, whose son Oscar is one of the two lads. Um, who are kind of focal point of the charity? It was an amazing event. So hundred people turned up. Over, well, well over a hundred people because as well as the hundred or so um, walkers, there was a logistics team of at least a dozen people who were helping out at every step of the way. There was people who donated food, supplies. Um, sorted out accommodation for us sorted out running minibuses running all of our gear from point to point it was an amazing amazing event um and everyone who who um, competed or took part in it was putting fantastic efforts so i'm really proud to have been part of it Mm. sadly for me i wasn't able to complete it which you uh, did anticipate being the case. Now, this is the first time you've told me anything anything about this. Yeah. So, before the walk, I'm not going to lie, I was secretly hoping that a couple of our friends would fail and Phil would complete. Yeah. This It almost went the other way around. I was heartbroken to see this. <laughs> no, I, I said it before this, I thought my chances were 50-50. Mm. Um, main, mainly because of injuries. So, I um, if this was last year... 100 was, kilometres in... 
Uh, so no, 100 miles. 100 miles. Oh my in God. three days. So in my so oh my in God, kilometers, it's, and it's actually 109 miles. So it's 100 over 170 kilometers in three days. In three days. Oh my now goodness! You're, you're supposed to. It's the Cleveland Way. Um, you're supposed to do it between five and seven days. So that gives you the scale of what you're trying to do. Um, Fair play to everyone who just even started it, let alone finished it. On the the group WhatsApp, some people have seriously hurt themselves in in doing it. Knees have gone, ankles have gone. There are a lot of people who visited hospital for various different things, including multiple lost toenails and then infections badly infected blisters wow and the idea was to raise money for the nhs (laughs) (laughs) from my side i'd uh, obviously injured myself at christmas standard playing rugby had a cortisol shot in march i tried because i knew end of march was three months out from this i tried starting my training and I just broke down because my my ankle wasn't right. So I basically had April off and then started again in May. So I got about seven weeks of training. But my longest training walk or run was 16K. Mm-hmm. I'd done that before, like 9am on the first day. <laughs> the first day was 67 kilometres. Wow. So more than 4x four, four what I'd done. 67 kilometres. And, and the, the first, genuinely, the first 45 was fine. And then after 45 on the first day, my right ankle... I bet it was waking up that next, the, first, the oh, second morning. That must have been horrendous. Well, the, my right ankle... So the last 22 kilometres, 23 kilometres on the first day were pretty brutal. And my right ankle was getting worse and worse. And my left, left plantar fascia was getting worse and worse. By the end of it, like we got to the campsite. I could barely walk around the campsite. Like Everything was painful. We had a few hours sleep in a barn with like 40 people sleeping in a barn and then everyone else in tents outside got up the next day and from from step one through to step 90,000 on day two. <laughs> oh my goodness both both, both my oh legs my both my legs were in serious pain i don't think i've ever done that in a day before oh, never. never i've never ever even close no. and i was I was in serious pain. I was... Major pain? Major pain. Major pain. By the end of it, I I basically couldn't put weight on either foot. So we had the... Wow. The the end of the second night, got... had a bit of food. I had had no beers on the first night. Uh, Well, on the the Thursday, I had a couple of beers. On the first first day of walking, no beers. I could not face a bit. I was so exhausted physically and mentally. The second night, I managed to force down one beer and a bit of pizza. I had um, about six... Throw up? Didn't throw up at any point. Uh. I had six hours of, like, fitful sleep, like, waking up in terrors. Got up the, the, the third day. And we, we had 52 kilometres to walk on the third day. And I laced up, and I couldn't get out of the hostel. Like, both... I couldn't put weight on either foot, Oof. basically... Um, what sort of shape were other other people in? A whole range. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of people who were very, very... A few people had called it already. A few people yeah. had stopped a, a, a reasonable chunk, but a lot, a lot powered through. Um, some of the pictures of feet... Like I, I, my blisters, I had one blister that was a bit niggly. No blisters of any note. Like, that wasn't a problem. Um, muscle people complaining of muscles. Like my t- hammies were a bit tight, but 
quads absolutely fine calves absolutely fine it was just these two like joints two yeah. ju- two long term yeah. uh, injuries yeah so and that so that fitful sleep and it's nothing compared to what you, <laughs> to what you guys did right but the first North Door sevens mm. I played every second of every, every game yeah yeah that was seven sevens games and three tens games yeah and that evening when I finished uh Jewel champion, I believe. Um, oh yeah, jewel champion. There they are. Um, got the uh, yeah, got the yeah, tri- yeah. trifle bowl slash. I tried to have a beer with Phil. I, I couldn't, couldn't, I just couldn't do it. And I, yeah. I really tried. Thought right, I need some calories. Had a pizza, had some Thai food. Tried another beer, couldn't do it. Went home at eight o'clock, couldn't sleep. Just like night terrors. It's yeah, the most bizarre thing I've ever experienced. And then got up, threw up all my food, went back to bed, still couldn't sleep. <laughs> Around the thing when your body is really, really wrecked, you just can't sleep. What does the, the last North Dorset Sevens? It was like it was a uh, so hot. the The pitch was so rock solid. Yeah, and I wasn't conditioned to that. I hadn't played rugby in ages. Uh, do you know what? And it was worse because we did the tens the night before. So oh, if you're going to do tens got... and sevens, you just want to roll into one game. One day, yeah. 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 So we did the tens the night before, rock hard surface, and I had not played like that. And I woke up with. I c- and I could barely walk, and that's that's playing like four games of rugby. Yeah. <laughs> four, four Jesus, seven, not maybe really a hundred. Well, on, on the first night, here's an indication of how uh, how much kind of the state that I was in physically. On the first night, we kind of had a bit of food, had a shower, and then just kind of crawled into bed in this um, in this barn. And I checked my watch to check like the distance I'd done. And I've been I've been lying in bed for probably twenty minutes, thirty minutes. So I'm resting. I'm very much resting. Looked at my heart rate. It was ninety six beats per minute. Oh my <laughs> I've been in bed for, for half an hour. Wow. <laughs> well, I bet your resting heart rate is like forty two, is it? Something? Yeah, yeah. Um, Mid forties at the moment. Cause I'm not training very much. Um, at one point on the second day, I, I couldn't. So we we had stopped at um, a little water break. So I stopped at a van to get water get some flapjack and bananas and a few other bits on on board and i like like eased myself down onto the floor and my watch started buzzing because it was incident detected oh my god (laughs) just seeking phone to call emergency services (laughs) (laughs) so the whole thing so sounded horrendous it that that second day that is the worst thing ever. What, like, it, categorically. Well, it's, it's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. It was the so, most painful I, so thing So I would say, done. if you're listening to that and you're thinking, whoever finished that and the, the effort that Phil put in, but by the sounds of it, many, many people powered through incredible pain George and, and managed to get to the end. Yeah, of course you did. George, George finished. Uh, and there's a, few, there's a few absolute warriors who were running bits on every day um, and just powering through. I'll tell you who's amazing. Pedder's sister. Yeah, she did it. She's, she's uh, absolutely smashed it. Easy. No, but well, she's from rural Wales, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, work and stuff. So, so if, if you're listening to that and feel uh, inspired to show a bit of appreciation for uh, the efforts, and uh, you think, go on, then I'll, I'll chip in to try and um, mm. to help the next Oscar or Rupert. Then where do they go, Phil? So it's a GoFundMe. If you if you Google GoFundMe, a hundred walk a hundred for spinal muscular atrophy, or if you just Google. Uh, GoFundMe Rally Round Rupert which is the name of the charity it, the official one so there are actually a few of them because different people set up their own yeah. the official one has just today cracked 100,000 wow it's 100,000 100, £175 on there currently um, 
And in total, I think we're approaching 130,000 with the current donations. But every pound, like if if you can afford, if you if you enjoyed the stories and you can afford even a few quid, it At is a really good re- cause. Something like really hard. Because how many times do you hear, oh, I'm going to do a charity walk? Well, what what is it? I'm walking walking in my bra at like three in the morning for one hour. Okay, yeah, well, well yeah. done. The, like proper proper endeavour. This that second day was comfortably the hardest thing I've ever done because it was just it was it was 14 hours 90,000 steps and every single one of them was painful <laughs> so oh, fair play for getting to the end of that, that you must have been in a, some dark places honestly I, I've never had any depression or anything like that Sunday and Monday I was not in a good place mentally like not in a good place for in serious pain I was gutted like genuinely distraught that I'd not completed it and also and I'm, I'm still in this position like I'm worried that I've put like two months on my uh, two months extra of recovery because of the damage I've done which is kind of the worst of both worlds like mm-hmm. if I finish it and injure myself I, I can tolerate that if I don't finish it but manage to avoid significant injury the way I'd look at it is slightly differently I think People that sponsored you and donated to you got their money's worth. <laughs> so yeah, or you owe them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, maybe. Uh, no, don't. Let's not go there. Yeah, no, you sponsored for the suffering, right? Yeah, there, yeah. Wasn't, there wasn't a bet he would finish. It's no, like, it wasn't a per mile. The, yeah, yeah. I just want him to do it again. The yeah. suffering was intense. Oh. It was awful, but yeah, um, I was in a pretty dark place. Like genuinely pretty gloomy and then as I said to a, a friend of ours earlier today who asked about my my well-being I said ah oh, nothing that a tough week at work can't handle <laughs> very good for the soul well j- just to dovetail it towards rugby then uh, it, to, I, I, get, I get the impression we all quite like pre-season I used or to, liked I, no, I hate it I used to love pre-season I just have no time for it. I hate. I, I, I had a very much a love hate uh, in the middle of the period. I had a very much a love hate relationship with it. I, I loved how much. How, I loved how horrible it was. Yeah, same. No part of me enjoyed it. So loved the horribleness, and it was generally the only time of the year that I was actually fit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew I was going to be fit for the entire season. Uh, for me, I hated it because it's rugby, but it, it's not rugby. <laughs> so you go down to the club, and there's not. Sometimes not, there's not even a ball, and there's no prospect of any rugby developing and sometimes the coaches tease you that oh we might have a bit of a game at the end and it's, it's touch like, what, do, what do you mean it's touch why is it touch like why can't we just play rugby i, I used to go wild particularly in my early 20s when i used to go to, to the training and we couldn't play contact it's like why, why can't, what is the point in being here why do we even play this game as you get older you get a little bit less like that but you know if i had my complete way running a club we'd be playing contact all of the time all day every day that's what the game is that's what the game is so i hated pre-season the reason i loved it and i think this is one of the things that rugby just does in general sport in general and it's one of just one of the reasons i love team sports but is like the the sort of dark place that phil went to i like finding out what my limits are yes i quite enjoy because i the number of times when i'm on a run or doing a row or in a rugby game or whatever and I, I have that like I just say to myself that you, your head your brain's going to give up before your body your brain, and it's mm. almost a battle it is that it is a fight it's how how which one's going to give up first can I push my body yeah can I push my brain sorry to a place that it doesn't want to go yeah I, I, I quite love it I quite like that I don't have that I don't have that mode but then it's the same reason like when we talk about 
CrossFit and us being CrossFit wankers and stuff, that's the criticism that CrossFit gets, which one of the reasons I like it is you redline most sessions. Yeah. yeah. Which is probably not that's good for you. But I, but I quite like that. I like that. It's slightly sadistic. Yeah. I, that's not how I CrossFit. No? Yeah, I, I'm very, very good at the things I'm good at. And I like to do, I like to breeze through them. I'm v- not very good at the, um, like the 30 minute gassy ones. But yeah, I like the short. Yeah, that's how I CrossFit. I like short, powerful. Mm. I like sprinting. Mm. But you need to do more of what you don't like to be, to get well, better. Weirdly, with CrossFit now, it is moving into that realm where everything's short, short and sharp because mm. all the competitions are short and sharp. So you will never get a thirty minute wad in in competition, yeah, but, uh, which which I'm doing this weekend. So mm. I had one tonight that was uh, finished it in seven minutes forty, and it was it was horrible though. It was disgusting. That yeah. those those length ones are horrible. I, I love them. It's just all lactic acid. Anyway. Because um, pre-season training will be starting, particularly like as July kicks in. Yeah, yeah. Pre-season training. Tell you kicks what, there's going to be a lot of lads showing up to pre-season thinking, "Yep, just another year of rugby." And I wonder when it's going to dawn on people what an absolute disaster that they're walking into. Because it's happening. It's mm. happening. First, definitely the first few games, and potentially more after that, will be a total disaster. It will be an absolute disaster. And we're going to lose players left, right, and centre when they realise exactly what's going on. And Something happened today, actually. I'm probably bringing this up a little bit too. I'm probably not bringing it up too early. We've probably been podcasting an hour about non rugby. <laughs> um, something happened today, and I'd love to know your views on it. One of the Irish fellas in the, the, in the under 20s, in the under 20s has a bullocking run against Australia. Against Australia, the, the Irish seven. As far as I can see, the Irish seven has done absolutely nothing wrong, other than ran too hard. He runs. He dips his body height. His head. Goes into the tackler's head. So, I mean, you could argue the tackler's not low what, enough. Was it head on head? It was definitely it was, head on head. It was head on head neck area. Yeah. So I think the Australian caught it kind of yeah. side yeah. of the head it was neck. I mean, it's. Is it horrible to watch? No, no it's no more horrible I, to watch than UFC is, to, to, to be honest. Um, I thought it was pretty horrible to Because well, it, was, it was two. It was a double knockout, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's just the game. Like, it, I, I know what you're saying. Like, the, the, but, yeah. yeah. It's but, like watching. Uh, the, um, the Green Seven hasn't. Dipped his head and gone, hold on, I'm just going to run my head into his head. Well, so, two things on this, right? Number one, as I said, only a week ago, but also for the previous six months or whenever we heard about this, the law changes have opened the door for more law changes. Because that would never be contentious before these law changes came in. And now people are waving around the amateur law saying, you can't change your body height suddenly. So I don't think he changed his body height that suddenly at all, really. I mean, if that's a sudden body height change... He, I think he was looking to do the, the thing you do when you're carrying the ball, hold the ball in sort of a, in, on your chest, both your forearms in front of the ball to fend... He was just looking to, to power through a man. Power through, yeah. He just wants to power through a man. Yeah. There's no malice in it. It's the yeah. game. You dip, you, dip, uh, you dip your head, you run forward, you win the height battle. How many times have you been told to win the height battle? Um, it just outlines... You say this a lot, Tim. I couldn't disagree with it more. Twitter's not real life. Twitter is real life because it starts there. And, you know, the authorities for world rugby now, they won't be saying, oh, isn't the world under 20 is a great success? They'll be going, oh, my God, we're getting so much heat for this one lad playing rugby. Well, I don't know what what it was exactly. In fact, I do know what it was because I saw an exchange on Twitter with Eddie Stevens and and, uh, someone else had i think they tagged us and went check this out world rugby actually 
celebrating something that looks like rugby. As, yeah. And then World Rugby deleted the tweet, and I was <laughs> fascinated to know what it was. And it was basically a Alisana Tuolangi uh, highlights reel. Mm. <sighs> what? And they took it, and World Rugby took it down. So this is the thing, right? So Olivier Mania, of all people, Olivier Mania. I don't know if it's his actual account or if it's a fan account, I don't know. But it doesn't really matter. Let's just go with an account um, called Olivier Mania. Uh, <laughs> said that it should be illegal for a player to choose contact where space is available. This is where what? the debate... Olivier Mania would never, I can't never say that. Surely the not. The Olivier Mania would uh, never say that. It looks fairly legit to me. But this is where the debate's going. So, you know, when I say rugby's dead, I mean, they killed it a long, long time ago. And, you know, if you want to see what's important to people now, and the idiots that run the game, and what's important to them. You'll only ever see, basically, theatrical, um, commercial dancing from the All Blacks. Like, they'll do the, like, they'll do the, do the hacker, and we all have to clap and applaud how special it is. It took no fucking skill to do the hacker. It t- took no skill. Right? It took no physicality, no bravery, none, none of that. We have lots of pictures of lads praying together afterwards. No skill. No physicality, no nothing. We've got all this stuff about rugby families. Uh, guess what? No skill, no physicality. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. No hard work, no bravery. All nice, but not at the expense. Pointless. Not instead Rubbish. of. Trash. Yeah. You can get it from your local nursery. You can literally go to your local nursery and watch kids dance. Like They, they can teach the kids the bloody hacker. Like it's The whole thing's rubbish. It's not mutually exclusive, but I, 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 I guess the, the point where I would agree with you is the, the denial of the reason why many people play rugby. Exactly. Yeah. Watch rugby, enjoy rugby, and the... The tacit implication that uh, that poor outcomes are unacceptable and, and, and risk should be avoided. Poor, poor outcomes are, unexpect- uh, are unacceptable and legislation should be retrospective. The risk is the reward. Hmm. So that, That's why people play the game. Yeah, and I was hoping that we'd be able to talk a little bit about the, the under 20s. Frankly, I don't, want, I don't want to even watch it now. I, you know, I just know it just makes well, me so what, angry. what was the sanction what was the outcome in the actual game yeah, itself there's a lot of Cause Twitter people on, people on Twitter going yeah. oh this shouldn't be allowed yeah but I don't know what actually happened in the game I think in the game yeah. it was like uh, oh play well on play on. on yeah play on scrum, well, scrum down green ball was it not 
I mean, both of them were knocked out. Oh yeah, so it should have been the, two, yeah, but, two uh, yeah, but, head injury assessment. Yeah, it's, it's a physical but game, and occasionally head injury assessment. Yeah, yeah, because the ball's moving the area, and we, and we get the physios on. It's fairly common. <laughs> well, I think in, that, in rugby, it's fairly common to see someone go down. I think they stopped. I think they stopped because there yeah, was but a, one of those lads yeah. has got the ball. One of them's got. Then you can't, can you? Yeah, you Yeah, yeah. Well, that can't happen. That's pretty tough. They stopped because it was head contact. The two players left the field for a head injury assessment, and the game carried on. And I guess that's the point. Is well, rugby, as you've said many times, rugby isn't for everyone. As Eddie Stevens said, the risk is the reward. As we've just pointed out, the the inherent risk and danger in rugby is a huge part of the reason why people participate and why people watch. Yeah, I just the whole thing. Poor outcomes are accept, are are un not wanted. They're undesirable. They are, they're undesirable, but they are not acceptable. They're necessary. Right, they're necessary. There has to be a risk of separation of consciousness, or a broken leg, or several broken ribs, or even a career-ending injury. The risk has to exist. Yeah, yeah, because it makes it special. Now, well, I don't the, want the, it to happen. Yeah, it has to exist. It's the the individual yeah. instances are undesirable, but to try and deny that it, it, there is a risk, or that it's essential. Yeah, yeah, you that, want, that's nonsense. Yeah, you don't want to, to be ashamed, I, like, which I, is where and, world. And, and I know are. we're going over ground. We've already been over, so. This this isn't new, but just to reiterate something we said many times before, nobody kicks up massive fusses on Twitter or anywhere else about UFC or boxing because they are unapologetic. (laughs) The second you say, oh, yeah, we're sorry about, oh, don't, no, take that tweet down, oh, we shouldn't do that, you just feed. It's just oxygen to these people. I was thinking about two initiatives that I would set up if I took over world rugby. In fact, all of rugby tomorrow, if I was a, like the rugby god, if I was a rugby Vincent man. So the first initiative is really obvious, and you all know that I'd do this. I'd fire everybody. So just walk into every office and just fire them. Like, there's, there's no whiffs or buts. You've had enough time. <laughs> you all go. And then replace them with real people. Skill, actual talented people. People with actual knowledge of the game. And that's the first thing that I would do. The second thing would be a social media campaign. And it'd be hashtag tell your mum. It'd be automated. So every time that you have someone saying, are you taking player welfare seriously? It just automatically says, hashtag tell your mum. Because like, that's what you need to do. These people are, well, they should just tell their mum. They all should. Why are they telling us? We've played the game for God knows how long. Uh, the players that are playing have decided to do so. And we accepted the risks. It's none of your business. Or, it's absolutely none of your business. Or if you wish, lobby people not to play if you but th- yes. these people say they're rugby fans but actually what, what they should be doing is going uh, here's my argument JB why you shouldn't play rugby if you want to listen to me here's my thoughts not yeah. change the game I say, for thank the people you. That's that do want to play rugby yeah thank yeah. you that's fascinating yeah and leave me alone so I was in a in this big company meeting today end of financial year thing and there were lots of people giving presentations and it got to the person who, who uh, was representing TalkSport on this conference call there's lots of different brands um at the company that I work for, TalkSport was one of them, and um, and my ears perked up when they said, "Oh yeah," and obviously we are football's our core business, but we're ve- we see huge growth in four other sports. Mm. And I was like, I was leaning forward thinking, "Hello, hello, interesting." This is what I've been waiting for. TalkSport, you know, going down the rugby route even more. <laughs> so can we guess? Can we guess? Yeah, it's not. It's not be cricket. I think cricket is because you've got the. The multiple forms of the game and it's no, not, cri- not cricket, no growth in cricket, no. Hmm. And also, they've had their own issues, which we can actually talk about that later. Is one of them a, a regular sport, but the women's variant of a regular nope. sport? No, nope. okay. 
Okay. Interesting. F1. It, it's related, no. It's related to the conversation we've just been having in the sense that, you know... Uh, Please tell me it's UFC. MMA. Is it really? Yes. There we go. That's one of them. Boxing is another. Yeah, that makes really? sense. I, I can't right. I think NFL might be another. But <laughs> but, but the two that, but the two that jumped out at me is like so this is um this is a commercial station brand biggest sports station in the world radio station they got their online platforms and they just go where the money is mm. and they go where the the interest is and, and can we go where, where the money is can we, can we just do a completely <laughs> yeah. different podcast and the, <laughs> and the, the money and the interest from their perspective is uh, is boxing and MMA were two that they said hmm. the thing is rugby just needs to wave more rainbow flags like if we'd only had more awareness campaigns I think we'd be in a much better situation I mean can you remember the wild success the Wasps had by employing their Equity, diversity, and inclusion consultants. I mean, well, the, gra- been- the graph's only up since it's since absolutely. that point. I mean, they it? have never been more successful. <laughs> so, if only we'd listened to all those people. Um. I mean, ultimately, one of the, the finest clubs in all of England was derailed by a man that wears high heels at- attacking Exeter Chiefs. I mean, it's just remarkable. It's, the whole thing, what's happening to rugby, is frankly remarkable. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how it, how it goes this year. Like I, I wish you all, all all the best to the teams starting their preseason. Um, mm. It'll be very it'll be very interesting. Um, the under twenties, I will actually say, is, it's it's pretty good. If if you do watch any of it, it's, it is good. I've, so I've only seen players. highlights. A lot of it seems to be in bad conditions. In it's Cape Town, isn't it? Uh, it's. Uh, Stellenbosch oh, and Paul. Okay, is which Western is Cape. Yeah, yeah, Western yeah. Cape. Okay, so not within Cape Town, but yeah, not too far not off. Too far off. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you've you've obviously seen a bit of it, Tim. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so, so last time you you alone discovered Andrew Porter, Harry Malander, uh, Jacob Stockdale. Jacob. So who alone? Geordie Barrett. Geordie Barrett. Who have you spotted this year? I'm not prepared to pin my colours to the mast at this point. What? Uh, what you got to wait the what, full, full, full tournament. End of the tournament, we want we want yeah. half a dozen names Let's on that whiteboard. Four, four more. The yeah. England Island game to kick it off was awesome. So that was a thirty-four all draw. Yeah. yeah. And there's there's been some unusual results as well. Particularly today, there's some unusual results. Um, France and this. They, I don't know that you're not going to say this is unusual, but they hammered New Zealand. They yeah. were twenty-eight nil up at one point oh, against New Zealand. I love that. Um, that brings joy to my heart. Uh, Italy beat South Africa. And if you—that's an amazing result. Have you seen? That the, is an amazing result. Now, have you seen the Italy's Italy captain's speech? Now, that is something I think world yes, rugby. I have seen. Now, it. I think that's world rugby. You've put that up. That is cool. Yeah, that is really. It's cool. kind of. Um, it's kind. Of, they're sort of kind of trying to deny reality there. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I bet when they look at who what who's what watched what clips, that will be one of the the top clips. Oh yeah, yeah. That will be one of the top clips. And what is it? It's a man passion, yeah, rallying the boys yeah. to smash to smash us. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that's what we love. It's an awesome clip that one. Yeah, it's like they dis- it's all disrespect of like culture or something. And no one expects them. Like even people back home don't expect them to do anything. They're yeah, disrespecting them is awesome. But they've had they've had some good results aside from this one. Didn't they do fairly well in, in the, the, the Six Nations? Yeah, they, they did. They beat England, uh, didn't they? They let themselves down a bit against Argentina in the first game. They got a red card in the first few minutes, their tight head, or loose head, or whatever. Um, 
got sent off and then they lost to Argentina. But that's one name I'll say at this point, Juan Baronio, the Argentine fly half. Oh. Left foot drop goal from halfway. Baronio. Casual. Yeah. yeah, it was very very casual the way he did it. So yeah, it was cool. Um, but no, it's, it's a good tournament and yeah, some great results. Georgia, how did they get on in the end? They were winning when I watched. They won. They won. Brilliant. They beat Argentina. Brilliant. They finished 20-0. Yeah, finished 20 nil. Yeah, I don't know good result for Georgia after they beat England earlier in the year. In one and of the England wars. hammered Fiji, didn't they? They did. They ended up yeah. fifty fifty three seven. Yeah. Wales uh, they narrowly lost to New Zealand. Looked good, and then they beat Japan. comfortably beat Japan. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So, I'd like a weird team to win it. So, like, imagine if Italy it's, won it. Italy winning it would be incredible. Yeah, but that, that pulls wide open because everyone's lost a game. Mm. No one's unbeaten. Uh, Italy lost the first game. Uh, who stood oh, out yeah. for you South Africa. for England and where, yeah, where yeah. they play their rugby? Sorry? Who stood out for you for England? Uh, in the first they... game, yeah. I'd never heard of him. Connor Slevin, fly half, first game under 20 level. Quinn's fly half. Oh. And he was, he was class. Really good. Nice. Kicked all his kicks from the touchline. And the, the lad that's massively highly rated, the, uh, uh, the, the, the tall Irish fly half... Really Prendergast. Prendergast. Sam Prendergast, that's the one. Mm. Munster, he he missed. No, he missed. it's Leinster. Good, good around the park, but he missed all his kicks. And oh, really? Yeah, he, he missed like five conversions. There. Tell you what, they'll be building up a lot of fly halves now in Ireland. Everyone, yeah. everyone needs to be the next Johnny. So there is a risk that he's not going to be available <laughs> for the World Cup. Is this the, is this the chat, Johnny Sexton? Yep. Well, yeah, it's... Um, they still EPR haven't come to a conclusion. No, well, they're making him wait, aren't they? So they've announced the panel, but I don't know. If yeah, they've announced that they are going to bring charges. So I'm and sure the, that the was the closer it gets to the World Cup, the more at risk the World Cup gets, right? Well, I assume they'll do a ban from the date. But I mean, isn't, isn't there an element where they do like it has to be games? It has to be game weeks, meaningful matches. Yeah, so I suppose that's a good point. It will have to be done before the summer warm-up matches. Yeah, yeah, because that'd be the next meaningful game after that. Oh no! Yeah, You're not doing well, what wasn't it? Steve Diamond and Sail Sharks all suddenly organised about four uh, friendlies in four well, days. Well, it was them, and it was also Canterbury Crusaders trying to get Sonny Bill Williams to play three. Oh yes. three yeah, halves. Yeah, yeah, game of three halves. <laughs> <laughs> that counts as three games, right? I, I, minimum. <laughs> um, in the Six Nations this year, Italy finished third. Yeah, it's their best finish behind Ireland and France. Uh, they only won two games, but bonus points took them to, to smashed Wales and England and this is where well, to... and this is where I know, I know Italy will be part of this but this is where when you look at the under 20s level and you've got Georgia really competing mm-hmm. um, and you've got you know a, 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 it seems to be more even across the board and that's what you want to have when it comes to a World Cup and um, like Fiji only narrowly lost to Australia the other day um, and that's what you want to achieve with the senior World Cup, but they're going. There's more talk about the World League. I think it was. Uh, yeah, that's what it. There was an announcement today World. from World Rugby it met in London on the um, global calendar. Yeah. On trying to find. I know it's, it is good that they are trying to find a route for the global calendar because we've we've said it many many times. I mean, yeah, like, well, I did I say that? I mean, I'm not sure if I've been in favour of it so much. They've been trying this for 20 years. You know, maybe they'll do it now, just because of the sheer desperation. Like everything they've might, done in the past has been so incompetent that they're in a place where, well, we need to do something. What we, like, what we going to do? Let's give this global calendar thing a go. But you know, I don't like the idea of countries effectively becoming super clubs because that's what they'll become. So if you're seeing the countries play each other all the time, well, where is the specialness of watching England? Where's the specialness of watching 
uh, Georgia or you know the fact that in, uh, Wales only play New Zealand a certain amount of times. I hate it, actually. I absolutely hate it. And it's going to be a further undermining of the mm. club game. And it's a club game where all the passion is. Well, England are going to Japan next year. That's one thing we have learnt. Yes. Good. That is good. Good uh, tax-deductible business trip. back on the road. Get some so, more strong zero out there. Well, I found out a strong zero fact today. Oh, did you? I did. So, the biggest selling ready-mixed drink, or ready-to-drink, whatever it is, I, well, I can't remember what the actual terminology is. So it's ready-to-drink alcoholic drink. <clears throat> yes. So a pre-mixed alcoholic drink. Yeah. The number one in the world is White Claw, as you might expect. Right? Number two in the world, selling 22 million units of nine... Uh, of like, sorry, 22 million nine-litre units... Right, nine liter, nine liter. So it's like a twenty-four pack in our pot pots. Oh, okay, right. Is is lemon strong zero, which is sold primarily in one country, almost entirely in one country. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So I got I got this sold to me today. I was like, please find me the UK breakdown, please. (laughs) Six, six in the UK, five in France, twenty-two million in um, in In Japan. Japan. I mean, it was twenty-two million and thirty when we were there. It was. What's it the equivalent of in the U- in the UK? Is there anything remotely equ- equivalent? Turpentine. Did, did, did you ever do you ever drink even a turbo? Do you ever drink turbo shandies at uni? Smirnoff, great, yeah. Smirnoff ice with um, half pi- half pint yeah. of lager. Well, turbo shandy that might be a double turbo. But if, yeah, if you, you'd have to put so a turbo shandy would be a, a pint, and it probably averages out at like five percent on a turbo shandy. Yeah, you probably yeah. need to add like. Four shots of vodka into yeah. a turbo wow. shandy you know, to get to it. It's more to, like, like a stone of ice with a shot of vodka because you average it. It's you, more, yeah, it's more than that. It's got to get to 9%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you're going to have to add your shot of vodka and then wow. enjoy your night. Well, <laughs> <laughs> forget your night very yeah. quickly. Wake up in hospital. If you wake up at all, <laughs> how do they survive? I don't know. How have they got an economy? <laughs> Twenty-two million units. Speaking of bad life choices, do you know, what I've, so the kids have got an inset day tomorrow off off school, mm. and uh, because I've managed because I've managed to get Louis tickets to lots of gigs and stuff lately. Connie was like, "You never get me tickets for anything." So I said, "Right, what do you want to do?" do you want, and she went, "Alton Towers," yeah. and I've agreed. Uh, so I've, I've managed. <laughs> So her, her, and her, her and a few of her mates are going, and I've got to go with them now. So I, I'm oh, just... why? Can't you just drop them off at the gates and? <laughs> yeah, find a local crash. It's, it's not far away, is it? It's about an hour and a half. It's just far enough away that it is. It's... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. How far is it away? Yeah, it'll be good fun. Yeah, go on the ride. Four, yeah. four girls, four fourteen-year-old girls. Leave I'm not them hanging out with them. Leave them to their thing. I'm you not just hanging go. out with them. You can, yeah, I can just be a single rider. Yeah, jump, jump the queue, single rider. Perfect. Don't pay for them to have queue jump passes, but pay for you to have a queue <laughs> jump pass. <laughs> um, and then have a nice long nap. I once got conned into going to Alton Towers on a Sunday. So my school had a very crafty chaplain who I'll never forget. Who I'll never forgive. Oh, I, you see that, that sentence alone has been said many times, <laughs> but I don't yeah. think it's related to this. Always, of... I always wondered what was wrong with me. Anyway, um, <laughs> so he said there's a trip to Salton Towers, but they were picking up suspiciously late, like three p.m. or something, or like yeah, uh, yeah that is suspicious. suspiciously late. But you know, I'm fourteen or whatever it is, I, you know, I'll jump on the coach and go to Alton Towers. Um, which I did. A Christian rock concert. I've never been so upset in all of my life. So it was not Alton Towers at all. It was a Christian rock con- concert held on a Sunday at Alton Towers. 
livid. You've, oh. you've only ever been to about four concerts. <laughs> yeah, two concerts. <laughs> one of them is Christian Rock and one of them is R. R. Kelly. Which you no, can't... no, no, R. Kelly. Yeah. Christian R. R. Kelly, Christian Rock. <laughs> you couldn't really get more diametrically opposed. Well, it depends, really, because some might say that the interests of the church and R. Kelly did <laughs> in some way run back. It's a diagram, isn't it? Uh, maybe. You think. maybe. Yeah, it's not that far away, you know. Um, and, <laughs> and the only one who's in the clear is Pete Tong. <laughs> oh yes. Although, when he was a a middle aged DJ working in radio, there was a lot of people that probably mm-hmm. raised their eyebrows. But yes, he is in the clear. <laughs> very much in the clear. No, uh, very in the clear. Very, very in the clear. Um, did either of you see the Super Rugby final? I I didn't. No, I didn't. Um, but Crusaders. So Chiefs were the best team all season. Cru- oh, Crusaders won. Inevitably won seventh title. Uh, yeah, um, and it's just so I've not seen any of the game. I will watch the highlights at some point, but it's just it's highlighted one crystal clear thing to me. So I'm just looking back before at the the Crusaders' dominance in Super Rugby. Yeah, it's it that Todd Blackadder can well, abjectly <laughs> failed between between 1996 <laughs> and 2008. Crusaders won more than 50 percent of the titles. Between 2017 and now, Crusaders won 100% of the titles. It, there's a, this weird period, 2009 to 2016, uh-huh. Crusaders did not win a single final. And that just neatly overlaps with Todd Blackadder's rate. Like, Bizarre. Like this, he's too nice. Crusaders, lovely, yeah. lovely bloke. I mean, he's Interesting nice. bloke. But... There, it, like, winning the title with Crusaders is the same as like winning the titles with um, Fiji Rugby. It does not guarantee you are a good coach. No. However, losing for nine consecutive years with the best team in the competition, both before and after your reign, confirms something about your coaching How ability. How um, broadly speaking, <laughs> years just after? Uh, <laughs> consistent with their performances before and after. Yeah, yeah so true. In Todd Blackadder's defence <laughs> yeah. on that one. True. So the stories I've heard about Todd Blackadder at Bath are monumentally cool. Or but he watched all the DVDs before he came. Yeah, yeah. That claim, looking back at that claim, it is the biggest lie because <laughs> the guy did not know the. He didn't know who Ben Youngs was. Like he knew nothing about. Like apparently, he was very good at say, "You want to practice your catching after training? I'll stay with you. Wanted to be wanted someone to talk to. I'm your guy. Great bloke, apparently. Like a mm. really solid bloke. Yeah, had no clue about who he was playing week to week. <laughs> like when you don't know who Ben Youngs is, everyone knows who Ben Youngs is. Like had no idea, absolutely <laughs> no idea. Didn't know a thing about the opposition. I, there are a lot of. It'd be interesting to know, and you know, because you've chatted to quite a few of them, JB. I bet you there's a lot of rugby players playing that know very little about rugby. Completely agree. Totally agree. They are so tuned out of the game. Like they know their mates, and they know one or two other guys, and that's it. They just they know the people in their league, and then sometimes, like not always, it's not it's, it isn't guaranteed. So you, you're talking to some lads, and you'll say, you know, I, some of them know the players in their positions. About a lot, so particularly like second rows and props, they know who they're playing against because they'll come up with things. Like, he's soft. He's soft. Like being soft as a second row is like the it's like a slur. It's like you, you know if you say someone's <laughs> soft. So, who, who, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But yeah, um, 
I think second rows and props because they're quite confrontational. No, the rest of them are kind of they don't know. They are, they ask me like who's playing and and if and if they're any good. They don't have a clue. There mm. are some fellow rugby noses. Definitely, yeah, uh, who's well. a rugby nose? Gus War is a uh, proper rugby nose. What's his name? Doesn't surprise uh, me. Uh, your boy, oh. your boy at Gloucester, Freddie Clark. Freddie Clark is a yeah, total Fre- rugby nose. Freddie Clark, Mark Atkinson. Do you know? I think that's why I quite like Gloucester because uh, Ed Slater, massive mm. rugby nose. Yeah, like you can sit and talk talk to those guys. I mean, apparently Northampton were playing when I was sat there, but it's just constant chat about Premiership rugby over and over and over again, which is cool. I mean, that's exactly mm. what I. What I used to like doing. <laughs> <laughs> you still love the guys that play the game, though. This is it. This I is it. Do, but I just feel like we're closing this chapter now. So one of the things I heard the other day, two things. One, the people running the tackle symposiums are asking, and they're asking quite aggressively. Please give me a good rating and say that this, that this is that this is a good idea and give us testimonials. So they're obviously looking for confirmation. Confirmation that this is a great change and everybody loves it. So there's a lot of that going on. Uh, the other thing as well is quite a lot of referees who are in positions to know these things are saying that straight after the World Cup, these changes, tackle height will come into the pro game. Now, if that's the case, it actually makes me feel better about things mm. rather than worse. But then it makes you think, like, why didn't you wait for, wait for us to finish? Why didn't we all do it at the same time? Mm. And the answer is because the World Cup's worth too, worth mm-hmm. too much money, which, as answers go... That's not a bad one. It's pragmatic. Yeah, when the, when the game else. is kind of on its knees. But, like, it's, does that not tell you what you need to know? They know it's going to be unpopular because they didn't want their showpiece to be affected by it. Mm. You know, so if you know that's what's going to happen, if you know people don't want it, which is why you won't change the World Cup, you shouldn't really be doing it to us. Or maybe they felt that they wouldn't have enough time for to get it right going into the World Cup and they didn't... But we do. They didn't want the... Well, yeah, they're professional but, athletes with, full, with the, full-time... Setups and all sorts. But the consequences, well, maybe their thinking is the consequences of Tok H versus Widness not being the best spectacle is less than uh, South Africa versus New Zealand. I, I tell you what, if you watch those Tok H Widness games last I, year. I've, I've seen a, a couple of Tok H Widness yeah, games. I, I, absolute dynamite. Absolute dynamite. Uh, something which people who play in, say, South Africa and New Zealand would kill to be part of. <laughs> kill to be part of that. <laughs> So I'm going to just open it up, right? So total open forum. If there's a, if there's a question or a thought that you want a reaction to, yeah. If you've got a thought, whether it's a moan or whether it's uh, just a, a an idea or a, a start a little starter for ten, email us contactedchasers at gmail dot com. If you've got a specific question that you want a thought on, uh, contactedchasers at gmail dot com. And this coming weekend, bearing in mind we've just covered a bit of ground on this podcast, this this weekend's pod is a perfect time to get through some of that. So, and Well, the next weekend we've got Rugby Championship. Exactly. And that'll so, be thunderous. Exactly. So we've got rugby to talk about yeah. again after this weekend. And then we're into World Cup warm-up games. Mm-hmm. And then we're into World Cup. So we've got a nice little window here. Where we when does World Cup kick off? End of September? 8th of September. <sighs> so, final on the 28th oh, of October. There was another game. Um... <sighs> It's one of those sad events, I guess. So Australia built up is going to be the biggest women's crowd ever, and they got battered fifty nil by the Silver Ferns. Mm. So I don't know what that tells you about the game with New Zealand just superb, you know. But um, it was it's to be celebrated. The fifty point smashing uh, of Australia is to be celebrated because people went to watch. So mm. well done, everyone. You all win. <laughs> 
So yeah, get get your questions and thoughts and starters in, and, and we we can get cover some ground. And we we should touch on on Sunday as well. Stash, there's there's World Cup kits being unveiled all I've the time. I've seen one. I've seen one. Is it all blacks I've like seen? I, and I saw it described as um, a golf top that a toddler yeah. a toddler has but drawn across. I think that's not the actual well, World Cup jersey. So I've seen. Two. So I saw. I saw one with Caleb Clark stood next to Jason Momoa, and the one that Jason Momoa's in, I'm going. That looks awesome. The one that Caleb Clark's in, exactly like you said, that looks like a kid's just drawn on it. The one that there's some promo shots with Sam Kane, and I thought it looked great actually because it it was a fitted. He's a muscular guy. Fitted shirt looks good. The, when it's just like on its own against a white background, it didn't look. Very, it looked like a golf shirt. Yeah. So I need to. I need to see it. In motion. In context. Yeah, exactly. Argentina looks predictably lovely. Lovely. Nice collar. And they're away they're away shirt with the white I with the white um sash. Oh I've not seen the, that. Do you remember the USA uh jersey at like the World Cup in two thousand and ten, I wanna say, or two thousand and fourteen or something? It was the a football world it cup. It was a, it was a navy shirt with a white yeah, that's a football diagonal yeah. slash okay. with red piping around the that's what Argentina okay. was their change kit oh nice ah, okay looks, looks quite it looks yeah, good on yeah. Julian Montoya Mon, no not Montoya it looks good on uh, Pablo Matera Matera looks good on or probably. Crema 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 looks good in that kit <laughs> does look good in everything until he gets a red card in, yeah he looks good in it all <laughs> and cries what's all that about <laughs> yeah um, that, that first weekend in Marseille there's, there's going to be a beef shortage because South Africa and Argentina oh, and all their nice. fans are in town beef yes. and red wine yeah Whoa. Uh, right, should we wrap this up? Yes. We should. We absolutely should. We've covered a bit of rugby there. Not loads, but hopefully you found that entertaining. You can get more contact content. Contact Egg Chasers at... Oh. Uh, sorry, patreon.com slash Egg Chasers. Yeah, I wanted to win to Bob Brown more. But you know what? I'll do it, I'll do it do, another time. Do it on Sunday. Yeah. Treat I'll, yourself. And, if, and potentially, uh, that, that, could, that, that, that might make a nice little Patreon yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, it might do, actually. A little communist special. Yeah, well, yeah, something like that. So, yes, maybe we'll do a Patreon on, on, on Sunday, because we certainly owe you one. And we still haven't managed to get the um, the King's Council. Oh, order. have you not? No, because it's on the Patreon, and I can't that's, get it up. That's a, it, it, the Patreon knows that's just that spicy. Don't do it, JV. Don't, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do Are it. Are you sure? Uh, right, uh, thank you for listening. Let the boys play. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.